Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome on into a special Friday edition of the Baseball Insiders. I am Adam Weinerb here again with Fansided's MLB Insider, Robert Murray. Uh, Robert, fun little Friday show. And I'm excited to break down some of the rumors that are... Uh, viewers, listeners, etc., can't seem to get enough of Kenley Jansen on the move, Jose Altuve, an Astro for life. What does that mean for the rest of the Astros? And what do we see around the league? Thanks, as always, for joining me to help break it down. No, and I uh, I appreciate you having me here as always. Uh, we have not had much movement yet again in baseball. Um, and, oh, wait, hang on. All right. Well, I have to go look at something for your, in a little bit, but, but anyways, um, yeah, things have not really happened that much throughout the league. It has been relatively quiet. I know it's been a surprise for a lot of different people, but anyways, I do think we're going to end up having some sort of movement here. I mean, it's like that being said, we got to have movement because we have so many different players that are still unsigned. We have, a lot of high-end free agents. We still have the Boris big four that are still unsigned as well. Mm-hmm. And it just, it has to break at some point, but it is just mind boggling how slow it's been. Um, but here to break it all down with me is Adam Weidrup. How are you doing? Good, sir. I'm doing good. Yeah. We did a show on Monday where we were like, Hey, are the Boris big four getting any closer to signing? And consensus was like, eh, no, well, mm, no, probably not. And here we are Friday at the end of another week. No technical public movement there, although Boston fans will tell you differently. We will definitely get into all of that, as well as the trade rumblings and some of your individual questions and teams will open up the notebooks. Again, today's show is sponsored by DraftKings. No better time. This is for baseball fans, but no better time to join DraftKings if you haven't than right now, two days before the Super Bowl. They're offering a fantastic sign-up bonus for new users. You can place a $5 first bet on anything to instantly claim $150 in bonus bets. You will also be rewarded with a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in. The best part is that you will receive both rewards even if your first bet loses. And it's definitely more helpful if your first bet does lose. When you join DraftKings, make sure to sign up with our code BASEBALLINSIDER. No S, just INSIDER. Using our code BASEBALLINSIDER not only gets you these great bonuses, but it directly supports the podcast, your boys, right here. Some of our fans in the Discord have been stalking my LinkedIn lately. I wouldn't need to have a LinkedIn if more of you supported the (laughs) podcast by going to DraftKings. If you've been considering signing up, make sure to use our code BASEBALLINSIDER to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly and check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. Robert, did you get any uh, Super Bowl bets in? Because I tell you, I did my uh, $10 and spread it out on a bunch of crazy shit. So I have like seven bets that are all a dollar or two dollars, and we'll see if they hit. But I don't know how you handle that stuff. Yeah, it sounds like your Arizona Diamondbacks bet all over again. What mm-hmm. you end well, up doing? Well, it hit. The, it got me. Got me fifteen bucks. I'm a I'm a Diamondbacks believer. Yeah, I'm telling you, I funded your Super Bowl bets, but I, I I can confidently say that I have 
I want to say like seven bets down. I put them $25 a pop. So, I mean, we're, I don't know. I mean, not necessarily high stakes, but like it's enough where it like gets the, gets the juices flowing watching the game for sure. Um, hopefully they all hit and then I could end up ordering DoorDash for a week on, uh, on DraftKings. So that would be pretty nice. But um, yeah, I, I'm getting people in this asking what my Super Bowl pick is. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing is the 49ers are a gigantic rival of the Philadelphia Eagles or the team I root for. And then the Kansas City Chiefs just beat um, they just beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year. I, I'm an Andy Reid guy, but basically, no matter what, I, I'm I'm going to be unhappy. So uh, I just hope both teams have fun. I, that's what I'm rooting for. I'm hoping both teams have fun. I do think the Chiefs win, though. I think the Chiefs win too, and I got them plus two and a half. And I was like, come on, the Chiefs are the underdog in this game. Are we sure? Um, I mean, well, luckily, excited for a rematch, as Jordan Gilmore says in the comments, uh, at least the last time these two teams played in 2020, nothing weird happened for the rest of that year. So we should be good. It just means a normal year is coming where all normal stuff happens. Uh, let's open up the, uh, let's open up the floodgates a little bit. Talk about the stuff that we got to talk about, give everybody the updates they are looking for. I didn't want to run a caption that said any more updates on Scott versus big four. I certainly did not want to do that, but we've had enough people in the discord today talking about Jordan Montgomery uh, and asking you to power rank which one goes first and who needs Bellinger more, et cetera, that we might as well just start here and see if anything tangible has changed since we last spoke. Sort of the obvious elephant in the room is that the Rangers TV deal details came out today and they were not exactly favorable to indicate, oh, oh, look, a windfall of cash for Texas. Yeah, it was very underwhelming and not probably not the result that the Rangers were looking for in this case. And obviously like all the speculation has been, and rightfully so that the, that the Rangers can't spend big money until they get this TV deal resolved. Like, I think that is one of the reasons why um, Josh Hader was not more firmly in play there. Cause I like entering the off season. Um, I ended up thinking the Rangers were one of the teams that made the most sense for Josh Hader, but they were really not, to my knowledge, that firmly involved, obviously ended up going to Houston. Um, but now with Hader off, you would think Jordan Montgomery would make a lot of sense there. And maybe this TV deal now being like having clarity there could make that a more realistic option. But the fact that it came in a little bit underwhelming is a little bit, it makes you wonder. Uh, that's, I don't necessarily know. I have not heard since this has been reported by Evan Grant what it means necessarily for their chances for Montgomery. But um, there's plenty of other teams that make sense for a guy like Montgomery too. I still think the Boston Red Sox makes so much sense here for Montgomery. I mean, it was what let's like, he's lives in that area. His wife has residency in that area. Uh, he's currently in their backyard right now. I mean, it's, it makes so much sense. And plus they have a huge need for a starting pitcher, but um, have not heard anything to indicate that's close. And same basically can be said for all of these guys. Um, like, and Boris is big for, I've not heard anything to indicate that any of, any of them are close to signing, which means that this is only going to drag on more and more, which man, is that frustrating? That's tough. We can only yell about Montgomery being a perfect fit for the Red Sox so many times before they wake up and, and decide to get the ball rolling there, uh, which I guess leads directly into the question on everybody's lips today the the Kenley Jansen stuff um you know we've we've thought about that being a way for the Red Sox to dump salary for quite a while it wasn't necessarily 
uh, an original thought. And as soon as Chris Sale went out the door, but didn't actually come with full salary relief, and the Red Sox still had to eat some of that money, you had everybody searching for different ways the Red Sox could get more money off the books. Kenley, Chris Martin, you want to keep one of the two, and Kenley's more expensive. So if somebody wants to pay that salary, go ahead and do it. Uh, have you heard anything akin to what we're seeing swirling a little bit today? The Dodgers being involved, the Phillies being reportedly involved, Philadelphia, a team that brought Aaron Nola back early and has been dead silent until basically this conversation and this morning when word leaked that Brandon Marsh was having knee surgery performed by Dr. Stephen Cohen, by the way, is no one else suspicious <laughs> about that. Um, yeah. We're just letting, we're letting Steve Cohen do, we're letting rich guys walk into the operating room now, do whatever they want to their rival players knees. Very interesting call there. But now those are the two teams that you're hearing in the Kenley Jansen proceedings, which I guess may or may not happen, but could immediately lead to a domino falling and the Red Sox getting a chance to, to woo Montgomery with a little more money. Are you hearing about any of the Jansen stuff being reality? Yeah, it's it's interesting because the, like the Jansen rumors have been swirling all offseason. And I had not heard the Phillies until what David Vasse ended up reporting earlier this morning, saying that they were among the finalists for Jansen. And he also listed the Dodgers as another team that we're in. Dodgers were an interesting mention to me because – they just got done signing Ryan Brazier. They have a lot of different guys that they can end up using in the ninth inning. And I mean, they can, they have a lot of, they have quality both bullpen depth, but as they've gotten a notice in recent years, like you can never have too much of it. So I think Jensen in that regard makes sense. Clearly the Dodgers are not afraid to spend. Um, and plus he's very familiar with the LA area, having played with the Dodgers for the number of years. And it would be very nice uh, hearing California love blaring at Dodgers stadium again, because that is easily, of all the games that I've ever been to, that's probably the most iconic walk-up song that I've ever heard. Uh, granted, I was not there for Mariano Rivera or Trevor Hoffman before mm-hmm. people get start canceling me. Was not I did not get to witness that in person. But the uh, I think the Dodgers make sense. Although I'm a I don't know I I'm a little skeptical there. Um, the Phillies make a lot of sense because obviously they they lost Craig Kimbrell in the offseason and. Last year, it was incredibly obvious entering the offseason or entering the World Series that the Phillies had a had a closer problem. And Adam ended up identifying that right before the World Series. And he said he thinks that Craig Kimbrell might end up being what cost the Phillies a World Series or uh, no, the, the uh, NLCS, I mean. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, he was dead on with that. So I want to give Adam his props. And if the Phillies ended up going like they have plenty of young relievers that they can end up leaning on. But for a team that has World Series aspirations, I think a guy like Jensen makes a lot of sense. Clearly, Dave Dombrowski, um, he is, I mean, he likes pitching. I mean, who doesn't like pitching? But he's shown if he likes a pitcher, he will go out and get that pitcher. Um, So I think that fit makes sense. There are other teams that have poked around about Kenley Jensen. And there have been rumors about uh, James Duran um, possibly being like a trade candidate. Jaron, right? Or Jaron Duran, not James. But yeah, Jaron, a good shout at him. Um, Yeah, Jaron Duran possibly being a trade candidate. And I I can say that the Padres have had conversations with the Red Sox about him. Uh, But that being said, as of this moment, or as of this morning, I should say, I had heard nothing was imminent there. But those those rumors are accurate. Um, But that being like, he, he fits exactly what the Padres want and honestly need. And it's a young outfielder who is not making much, and it won't ended up it won't end up like breaking their payroll by any means. 
and it will give them flexibility to add elsewhere and spend elsewhere and give them someone long-term to build around. But uh, I'm under the impression that nothing is, uh, nothing is close there. I'm under the impression that nothing is close, colon, the story of the 2024 MLB offseason. Uh, we are yeah. all just, we love, we, hey, we love poking around. We love talking about it. But uh, yeah, we're still, it's February 9th and we're thinking about payroll clearing moves that could have been completed in early December. Like Adam Sandler once said, this could have been brought to my attention yesterday. Exactly. It's it's honestly remarkable how slow this offseason has been. Like you, you talk to different teams, you talk to different agents, and they all say the same thing. Yeah, uh, we're talking, but nothing is close or there's no offers that have been made yet. It is I I've been in baseball. I think this is my eighth or ninth offseason, somewhere in that ballpark. And I cannot recall an offseason ever like this. It is truly remarkable just how slow this has been. And yeah, I don't know what like they, they clearly there there has to be something done to speed up the offseason because this is moving at a snail's pace. And yeah, it's 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 remarkable. And I know there's a lot of people behind behind the scenes that are getting frustrated by it. And yeah, it, honestly, it sucks. It is moving at a snail's pace. Um, should I do Sandler? I've been thinking about doing Sandler. I guess I'll do once again a trade conversation that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. That was well done. That was honestly your impressions on this show are ten out of ten. I'll give you that. <laughs> I, they should have moved. I, they should have moved. I should have moved the mic back before I screamed like wedding singer Sandler. Uh, Tyler Milliken, please clip that. Thank you. Um, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to uh, uh, the uh, the other uh, the the NL the AL West team that uh, can't seem to stop stealing headlines. To be honest, um, this was supposed to be the year that maybe the Astros could get got. Right, they lost all their home games in the ALCS last year, just like they lost all their home games in the 2019 World Series. Oh, the window is closing. Jose Altuve is a free agent. He's had no extension talks at all with Houston through the end of last season, per Jose Altuve himself on the Baseball <laughs> Insiders. If you haven't seen that episode with Altuve, go back and watch it. We Robert asked him, and we were like, he's not going to answer this question, or he's going to be like, yeah, we talked. You know, we'll see what we get done. I love Houston. And Robert was like, if you had extension talks, he was like, nope. And then we were both kind of taken aback, like, that was a short answer. And you're like, none at all. And he was like, nope. Yeah, like, none at all. And, and, like, honestly, like, at that point, like, everyone thought, like, that an extension with Altuve and the Astros would get done eventually. But obviously, at that point, like, there were no conversations whatsoever. But clearly, they have um, – they, they identified him as a player that they wanted to have for the remainder of his career. And Altuve felt the same exact way. And they, it's just, it was a match that was honestly just, it was, it was meant to be Scott Boris who represents Altuve never does long-term extensions. But in this case, this was one that was different and it ended up securing Altuve in Houston for the remainder of his career. And immediately like the, the follow-up conversation after that was, what does this mean for Alex Bregman? What does this mean for Kyle Tucker? What does it mean Mm -hmm. for Framber Valdez, especially in the case of Alex Bregman, nothing um i it's to me like this was a totally different case between bregman and altuve and scott boris even said the same exact thing unless the astros just offer him what he would end up getting on the open market which is going to be a very 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 lucrative contract i would anticipate bregman testing for agency um i know 
in the past, I don't think, I don't know if it's been this off season, but in previous off seasons, like Tucker and the Astros have had conversations about an extension. I believe that was reported at the time as well. Um, like, I mean, guess you can't rule anything out there, but that being said, like that's also going to be a really pricey contract as well. Um, so who knows what'll happen there. And then Framber Valdez, I remember there was a report last year about him having like a five-year, $150 million asking price or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And then his agent, Ulysses Cabrera, ended up going on the record and said that is categorically false and that there has not been any conversations. So I don't necessarily know where that stands there. But that being said, between Altuve, obviously Altuve is staying, but then you have Bregman, Tucker, and Valdez, their long-term outlooks pretty questionable and considering the magnitude of all three of those contracts it's gonna be very difficult for the Astros to keep them all long term yeah and Scott Boris basically came out and said this week you know Altuve it's a bridge contract you know he signed a bridge contract we're just gonna get him to the end of his career here Bregman different situation hitting free agency in his prime etc um so you definitely have to categorically take those two things differently but the deferrals uh the way Altuve's contract is structured does make it kind of easy to do a deferred contract for Tucker too, or Valdez or whoever's hitting during those, you know, 20, 2026, 2027 years, uh, you can maybe yeah, structure it the same way. Or Altuve's balloons late, uh, maybe the Tucker extension, if it does happen, could balloon late too. You know, 15 mil, 16 mil, 35, 36, 37. Uh, deferrals weren't just invented this offseason, but it definitely feels like they were. So now we're going to be thinking about that moving forward as well. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No, exactly. And I also want to give a shout out here to Red Sox fans that are aggregating this pod. We have Red Sox stats. We have all sorts of different people who are aggregating this in real time. And I'm watching my phone just light up like a Christmas tree with all these things here. So uh, shout out to you guys uh, for watching the show. Red Sox stats, you know how big of a fan uh, both Adam and I are, even though he's a Yankees fan. Um, but I, we're both yeah, Yankees fans, so we appreciate you watching. No, don't tell anybody. Yeah, no, I mean, I uh, I yeah, I'm a Yankee fan, but I, I love Red Sox stats. I love our Red Sox viewers and, and listeners. We have good ones. We, we it's like Bill Simmons isn't in here. So I don't I don't hate any of, of you folks. We went out of Bill Simmons in the comments being like, My life is unfair. Like nothing good ever happens to me except for the twenty five years where all my teams won four titles apiece. It's like, okay. This is honestly, it's remarkable. We moved the show to a Friday for one time and Adam was bringing out the impressions. Like we got two impressions in the first 18 minutes here. Unbelievable. Does anybody even still listen to the Simmons podcast? He does a great <laughs> ad read now for uh, McDonald's where he's like, I can't believe that he like actually he's doing it where he's like, wow, McDonald's best hamburger is back. Or as the hamburger would say, Robble, robble. And it makes me laugh every single time. I can't believe he does it for real. Um, but there, there you guys go. Remarkable. Honestly, that is, yeah. I mean, I, we, we have a rundown every episode and, and that did not, that was not on the rundown. That was, that was that not was, in there. Robert, are you going to write that? Uh, are you going to write that in your follow-up column that I did Bill Simmons and Sandler on? The yeah, that that's going to be my lead. That is 100% going to be my lead. If yeah, boy, oh boy, that's just another reason to tune into the, to the baseball insiders here. Yeah. yeah we're giving you many. Contract. 
Justin in the comments asked me to do my best Scott Boris impression. I mean, do you want a silent podcast? I could do a dead silent podcast. No movement there, um, but I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it as always. Um, I want it. Look, we usually open it up to our all-star uh, discorder questions at this point, uh, but even the all-star members of the discord who are our most dedicated baseball fans, the questions were like any Cubs rumors with a sad face. Uh, somebody said like, do you have brewers rumors? Like you can even make them up. I don't care. Just like, tell me real or fake. I don't care. Just discuss them on the podcast. I mean, the questions are getting sadder. There, there was a good one from, uh, from rich though, that basically asked, Hey, what, what is holding up the outfield market for guys who are not named Cody Bellinger? I guess that's, you know, Tommy Pham, Adam Duvall. There are plenty of these mid tier outfielders that we've talked about for a while that still have not landed anywhere who are starting caliber outfielders tommy fam was one of the stars of a world series run last year for the diamondbacks you know, had a gave up an at bat to somebody else had a chance to go you know five for five or, or whatnot and that that was like a major storyline before the world series turn on the rangers he can't find a home uh what are we hearing about the outfield market in general is is that about is that damn about to break is somebody holding it up or are we just you know is it like everything else slow moving interest you know but little drama yeah, it's basically, I think it's it's exactly what you just said. It ended up, it's a case of teams having interest in these players, but just no one is making offers and no one is getting these deals done. Because if you look at it, besides Cody Bellinger, you have you have Jorge Soler, you have Tommy Pham, you have Adam Duvall, you have Michael Taylor. You have a lot of these different players who are really talented and guys who can give you consistent at-bats and provide a lot of different things. And, and there's one, like there's plenty of these teams that are, um, that are that are looking for off-field help. So there's no shortage of these these teams, but it's it's crazy to hear you you talk to these to people who are involved in this, and like there's there's hardly any offers being made to these guys, and it just makes you wonder, like why is that? And if you talk to people who are involved, they don't know. And it's it's just a, it's a really just a bizarre offseason in that regard. And like some of these teams are going to get some really talented players here in February or even possibly in March with the way that this is trending. Cause currently we're on February 9th and we have just an absolute abundance of really good baseball players that are left unsigned. Um, so it's, yeah, this, this could end up being a very dragged out off season, which it already felt dragged out, but it's even more, it might even be even more dragged out than it already is. And like, I mean, the Mets are obviously like they're poking around with DH guys, like JD Martinez rumors, like they have poked around with that, but to my knowledge, nothing's close there. The Phillies have poked around uh, looking for an outfielder of like a fourth outfield type. And that was even before the Brandon Marsh injury, although they expect him back according to team announcement uh, for opening day. Uh, they think that's going to end up being the case, but I unless still think Dr. Gonna... unless Doctor Cohen did some nasty work in there, <laughs> like we don't Dude, know. What are the odds though that the that the market, or not the market, but that the surgery was done by Steve Cohen, a guy named Steve Cohen? Like that is, I mean, that's one in a trillion chances. Yeah, I, this is weird too. I actually heard that every umpire who comes through Philadelphia this year is getting laser eye surgery performed by Doctor David Dombrowski. It's weird. I don't know. Hopefully that helps. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a nice. It's a nice thing for them to do for those umps. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. It's remarkable, and yeah, I'll tell you that I saw that this morning, and I was just like, that that yeah, unbelievable. But anyways, like this outfield market is a lot like these starting pitcher markets, and that they're just getting dragged out and more dragged out. And I was actually even sent like an interesting 
thing from a from us from a baseball person the other day. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. It was about Michael Lorenzen, and for, for everything that I've gotten to notice to know about Michael Lorenzen, one, he's healthy. Two, he is throwing for he's throwing bullpens for teams, and he's healthy. And he's a guy that before his August 9th no hitter, he had a three point two two ERA over one hundred and twenty two point two innings. Uh, 134 ERA plus, 2.1 F4, and he was an all-star a month before that. And if you look at a guy like Sean Manaya, who ended up signing for two years for $28 million, was in the same seasonal age, 4.44 ERA in that same time span as Michael Lorenzen in 170 or 117.2 innings. So, that, like, Lorenzen, to me, he is a high upside guy in free agency. He's going to get a short-term deal. Uh, is going to end up being a guy who can give you quality innings. There is a, like maybe he ended up just getting burned out by the end, or like maybe that's not the right phrasing for it. Um, but he ended like he he was previously a reliever and had not thrown overly many innings as a starting pitcher throughout his career. So it makes you wonder about that. But I, I do think he is a guy that you can sign for and it won't break the bank for and could end up being a guy that is pretty useful for you. So I think Lorenzen, he's definitely getting interest that much. I know. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm, I'm surprised by just the state of the market overall. Um, and it just, it's just, it's really strange how slow this has been. It, it's honestly to the point where it's like not driving me mad, but not far off. I mean, maybe he burned out down the stretch a little bit because he didn't visit Dr. Stephen Cohen enough, who Destiny Legardo is informing us is the Phillies team physician. To that, I say, change your name. <laughs> Get a new name. No. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Sure, he's, I'm sure he's a great, I'm sure he's a great physician. Uh, just <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. It's, this is, I guess we should do a Friday show every Friday because it's pretty fun to do a Friday show. Um, yeah, this be, is a good time. The, the comments, uh, Adam Hunter in the All-Star Discord channel, and the comments are talking about the Jays a bit. Like, there are a few comments, you know, pass and relit the belly to the Jays rumors. Adam Hunter said, any Jays rumblings? Uh, there was a something in here about, you know, is there any chance um, the Jays can't really be done, can they, other than stretching Ariel Rodriguez from four years to five years? Um, no specifics needed, but I guess – Still hungry, Blue Jays fans. Uh, is there any potential wiggle room in that budget, especially with so much quality still unsigned? Yeah, I, like to me, the Blue Jays, they can't be done. And I've been pretty consistent with that throughout the most recent podcast is I don't think they can be done. They should not be done. And like passing, he ended up kind of relighting those, those flames for the Blue Jays fans with the Bellinger talk the other day. Um, I don't know about that in particular uh passing is extremely connected obviously and anything he anything he says like you can take that as 100 percent truth like i mean although it doesn't seem like he was reporting anything solid there or like it was just like him not connecting um but to me the blue jays can't be done they like adding another bat i think would make a lot of sense for them but yeah i just i'm I'm pretty adamant they, they should not be done. They they should not be done. They can't be done. It's impossible not to dot connect at this point in the offseason because, uh, you know, we 
we laugh at the we laugh at the yapping and, and I got accused of yapping on the <laughs> to which I say I don't even know what I was Robert was gone. I don't know what I was supposed to do. But but obviously we're all doing yapping at this point in time because we're running at it. Gas tank is empty, like season is starting. Yamamoto and the Dodgers are at spring training. We're we're doing Dodgers puff pieces because their pitchers and catchers are there. These teams uh need to sign uh, this large pool of talented players soon. If the Red Sox are gonna keep looking for ways to clear salary and entertaining Montgomery and entertaining Jansen. Then the Blue Jays need to entertain Bellinger, who's still on the market. Somebody has to entertain Blake Snell. Why not the Mariners? I don't know. The Mariners need to call me. Tell me. Let me know. Because great fit. Possible contender in the division. But Seattle native, still available. Just somebody somebody push something across the finish line. No, exactly. And it's just like something's got to get pushed over the finish line before too long. Because, this, I mean, this, this pace is just – unbelievable uh and like even like we had mentioned before um like we were talking about the blue jays and them not being done i still think a team like the angels shouldn't be done obviously like their roster i mean you can't mistake it like their roster is worse now uh than it was last year and obviously losing shohei otani is a big 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 deal and to me i don't necessarily know how much more money they have to spend but uh the common theme that i heard throughout the entire offseason was that they were evaluating infield, uh, outfield, starting pitching, relief pitching. They were looking at anything and everything. And if you look at what they've done so far, I don't think you can make the argument that this should be done. Um, I don't think they're, I, I don't think they're going to be done. But I'm still tempering the expectation on what type of move they'll end up making. Um, obviously, we've always, we've talked about it plenty. How unpredictable Artie Moreno is. You never know with him. But I don't think the Angels are going to end up being done. But as I as I said, I'm just kind of tempering the expectation on what kind of move it is. Yeah, we hate to temper. We don't want to temper the expectations, but sometimes no, gotta. <laughs> um, no, and anything, it's like uh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just it's yeah, it's just it's, oh, this off season is crazy, man. It is <laughs> it is crazy. Anything else coming from your notebook that has to be shared before we uh, sign off on this one and see everybody again on Monday? No, I'm thinking uh, we'll unload the notebook once again on Monday. I'll spend the entire weekend trying to uh, fill up the notebook. I'll even I'll try to fill up the notebook on Sunday, which happens to be not only Super Bowl Sunday, but it is my 28th birthday. So mm. that'll be that will be a good time working on the birthday is something uh, we got to do, especially in the offseason. Is this slow? There are scoops out there. There are scoops to be had. Well, hopefully. And uh, I'm going to go get one for a birthday. How's that sound? I think that's, I think that's going to end up being the birthday plan in addition it's, to brunch. Yeah. It's out there, you know, brunch first, then scoops. It does sound, yep. it does sound like a good one. Then Super Bowl, uh, Technically, I guess you got to watch that. It's important. Um, I'll give every, I, we got Red Sox people on the chat. I'll give Red Sox fans a, a little gift to uh, sometime in like 2018 when uh, Jared Carabas was just like at his most trolly and I just like couldn't take it anymore. I blocked him and then the Red Sox started to struggle. And I was like, I think I'm gonna keep him blocked. I think I'm gonna keep him blocked for a while. Like I just, you know, hey, maybe I have this awesome power. Like, who knows? Like I recently decided to unblock him because I thought that I wanted to read his tweets and I just thought that I forgot and then I remembered and I was like, oh, I'll, now that I'm like hosting this show, like I gotta unblock him. He's like somebody I would like, you know, I'd rather I'd like to interact with that person. I don't want to have him blocked anymore. I guess I just have to take my medicine when the Red Sox win. I have to read his tweets. So congratulations, Boston Red Sox fans. You will be winning the World Series this year. Uh, Jared is unblocked. 
<laughs> Jared's gonna somehow see this and end up blocking you. It's just oh, gonna be the reverse. He can block me if he wants. He can absolutely block me if he wants. Yeah. <laughs> when you said you had a gift for Red Sox fans, I didn't know which direction you were going. It was. I lifted the curse. I lifted the curse. Now, now you guys are you guys are good to go again. Again, I didn't even block out of spite. I just blocked because the Red Sox were doing too well, and I was like, "Fuck this! I don't want to read this." Uh, no. Now we're we're back. Hey, I'll tell you, I, I'm the same way when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Anyone who's associated with the Dallas Cowboys, I, I make sure I block them because uh, I'm, I'm a diehard Birds fan. I'm not putting up with any Cowboys talk in the timeline. No way, no how. Go Birds, baby. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and uh, one more thing is uh, Canyon, you own Jacob Z. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to make that abundantly clear. Canyon, you own Jacob Z. That's in the notebook. Uh, oh, yeah, that's number one in the notebook. Yeah. Look, I didn't know about muting. I didn't know about muting. I just did a reactionary block, but I unblocked. Uh, it's obviously one of the best baseball accounts. That's how it. That's how it is. You can't just have. You can't work in baseball and have that blocked. So, Jared, uh, you're back on my feed, but you can block me if you want to. Uh, Robert, this was a fun show. Uh, happy Super Bowl weekend. Happy 28th birthday. Happy refilling of the notebook. It has been a grind. Uh, I did Sandler. I did Simmons for some reason. Friday show kind of kind of electric though. It's not not bad. No, it was a it was a very good show. Um, yeah, this is the kind of the kind of show that I absolutely love. We may have to do more more Friday shows because uh, this was a good time, and we appreciate everyone who tuned in. Very active comment sections today, and thank you for all the aggregators who are out there. I my phone isn't allowing me to refresh my notifications, so I'm hoping the aggregators were right and didn't take. Uh, and yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, we'll see everyone on Monday when I'm 28 officially, which holy cow, I can't believe I'm about to be 28. Uh, Andrew Lee, we did talk about the Padres in here. Yes. Uh, that was around what, middle of the show. I want to say, yeah, we um, did some Duran. I mean, check the, uh, check our faithful Red Sox aggregators. You'll see what we had to say about the Padres. That is facts. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox stats will take care of you. Uh, yeah, there we go. I appreciate you, Jordan. I appreciate everyone for, uh, for the for the birthday wishes and everything uh oh nathan i saw you i like actually i want to add like because nathan you were asking about this yeah uh you were asking about the marlins and like obviously they're having conversations about their starting pitching to my knowledge i have not heard of anything close but they're they're pursuit of a veteran shortstop and there's been plenty of them mentioned with them like publicly like tim anderson um among others there's been i think four or five connected maybe um but uh, yeah, those conversations are real. Uh, I don't know which one is the most likely, but I can tell you that they are having conversations with shortstops. Well, there you go. It's something. It's not nothing. It's something for the Marlins faithful. Um, well, take take care, everybody. We'll see you back here on uh, on on Monday, probably. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, and also so. yes. Uh, Tyler, I know that you and uh, you, Jared, goes the show. That's why I'm giving you. That's why I'm saying unblocked. He wasn't blocked for a reason. He was just blocked from superstition, and now unblocked, level playing field in the AL East. Uh, let's get the Red Sox and Yankees rivalry back where it should be. Uh, to the point where I'm so aggravated by your success that I have to block again. Uh, <laughs> Robert Murray, I'm Adam Weiner. Uh, we will see you guys all back here on Monday. Take care, everybody. Thank you, everybody.